Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a million every week. Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billy every week. Go. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billy every week. Fuck are you questioning? Don't make promises that you can keep, Papi. I'm a man of my word. Everything is unfolding pretty organically. Hey, y'all know what? It's getting late. Let's get going. Oh, he must got you whipped, huh? Nice to meet you. So you know she got a man in, but you just don't care. What's going on with you? Have you been drinking again? You strutting around all done up and shit like you putting on a fucking show for him. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Davis. Now today, I got four amazing, amazing creators in front of me today. Oh my God, I attended their premiere of the new film, Another Love Story, yesterday, and I was blown away. Not only by the film, but just the fact that they got that done in eight days. Jesus Christ, you got the animals. <laughs> so yeah, so without further ado, you guys introduce yourself and you start to the left. How are you, Isadora Ortega? Hey y'all, my name is Jennifer Marie. Brandon Morrison. Awesome, awesome. Well, you guys, I mean, congratulations. I mean, yesterday was, wow. I mean, the, the film itself, you know, has a great message, you know, uh, highlighting domestic violence awareness. You know, I wanna, I wanna hear, what did that topic, what inspired the film, first of all, Isadora? Um, so the film is based on my best friend from childhood, she was killed five years ago, um, and it was a, a suicide murder uh, situation. I think that's what, what it's called. So he killed her and then killed himself. Um, and the way that the relationship kind of evolved is they knew each other for less than a year. Everything got really steamy, really hot, and you know, she was dead in less than a year. So I feel like art allows you to heal and and i feel like this was the best way of, of remembering her and maybe helping someone else i i had no idea how domestic violence was such a big issue and the more that we did work and research and and, and like dig into it and like we noticed that it was it's, a, it's an issue worldwide like it's in, and it's so intertwined with like mental health and that's something else that we highlighted in the film um we just wanted to, to tell a story that, that meant something and it can help someone and in that same process kind of heal the loss, you know? Understood, yeah, it's definitely a compelling message. Mr. Director, uh, what was it like, you know, bringing this vision to life? You know, what, what obstacles did you have to encounter and overcome internally and externally? Because it's such a deep topic, you know, so tell us about that. Um, yeah. Isadora, she brought this story to me. Um, I really wasn't trying to be 
the writer and director of it, I was trying to outsource that and find someone who could like do tell that story better because I don't have any experience with dealing with that anyone like that or you know what I'm saying I, this isn't a story that I I know that much about so the main thing was like doing research to figure out like who are the people that are affected by this and what are the, what are their stories so that I can draw some inspiration from from that. Um, and why do they stay and, and you know yeah. how do they hide yeah the things. people that people that are not in that we don't understand like how we even get in that so it's like figuring out the, the mindset behind the people that are that are survivors mm-hmm. and what did you guys that's an interesting point what did you discover when you was trying to get into the mind of someone that was in that you know mental mind frame you know some people could attach it to mental health some people could attach it to just you know, mom not being there or dad not being there, you know what I'm saying, or anything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so we, we did want to give some depth to the character that, uh, the, the character that does the abuse um, to kind of touch on the things that, like, what what things lead to this. Not that we want to put any excuses out there, but no one ever touches on, like, okay, what could this person be going through um, to internally? Get internally. Um, so, yeah, just, just also communicate and, and can it help develop that as well by him doing research as an actor to bring out like okay what could this person be like and what would make them be this way but we wanted to touch on mental illness and and yeah there is a little bit about like his mom being uh, an issue too manipulation you have to like there's a lot of manipulation i feel like there's a lot of games mind games narcissism narcissism yeah. there's a lot of good characters yeah. And in, the, in that type of behavior, the, the abuser has a lot of that behavior. It, it's, a, it's a mind game. It's, it's, you know, whether you justify with the mental, uh, with mental health or not, there's always a an excuse why. So it's never their fault why they're hitting you. It's something that you did. And it's always being put on the other person. And when you feel like you're the cause, you start believing I deserve this. I'm doing something to be hurt. So I need to like adjust myself. And you know, if I'm if, if the person is a good looking woman, let me just make myself less so I don't, you know, trigger him. Not knowing that that person is always being triggered. But Kenneth, my man, I mean, whew, what was it like taking on this role? I mean, I mean, I'm glad he does the research like, like he highlighted, which is great as an actor. I want to talk about that, but just talk to me about the decision making. Take control. Oh man. Um, so it, it didn't. It didn't really take much. Um, once one of the producers, Carol, um, reached out to me, she sent me the script, and I got to read it. Um, it made me really think about and research how many cases, uh, murder and suicide cases, are connected to mental health and domestic violence. Like, and it's not talked about enough. And that's the thing. It's just so once I realized how much it's not it's not getting that light at all. People don't really dive into domestic violence and the scars that don't heal, hurt people, hurt people, that sort of thing. It's like, that's that's what really made me want to connect more to the character. Mm. I got you. Okay. Now, give me a name one more time. Jennifer. Jennifer. Now, you were that support factor. You was with the rider. Yeah. Now, if he touched you, I'm going to blow his face off. <laughs> you always in, that in real life, life too. Right, right. I see it. I see it right there. Even on set, I felt that. Like, <laughs> that was the first thing you liked. That's the home. 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 That's the home.
Yes. Yeah, I call her Solange. <laughs> she's my Solange. Right? If you pop up in the elevator, she's ready. So I, I got an interesting question for you because your role in the film was definitely impactful, definitely supportive. But there's not there's a lot of friends like you, but then there's not. There's a lot of people that ignore mm-hmm. what's going on with their friends. You know what I'm saying? I kind of want to highlight that. Why right? you take on the role of being the supportive person versus the one who kind of ignored it? Yeah. So I think. This one, first and foremost, these two um, decided to create Tiffany, uh, as Isadora has shared before, because we needed that little comic relief too, but also that person is real. And in her life, I think I'm actually that person yeah. for her, um, so, minus the abuse part, but yeah. like I, I am that kind of friend. And you're right, there's not enough people who wouldn't, even if you are a good friend, some people just aren't bold enough to speak out about things that are wrong, whether it be their, their mate doing it to them or somebody else. And I've always been like the protector or the advocate for people. I mean, I'm an activist. I, I don't like to see people treated wrong. So being able to play a role and incorporate that in my personality, my heart for people, I think that was important. But hopefully, based on how they did this, this gives anybody, even a quiet person, like empowering them to say, no, somebody needs to say something. Let them know we see you. You're not getting away with this. I love how um, the other friend in the film you guys see, she was also supportive. She still says something as well. But I think just that little edge of uh, edge of a friend, the one that you know, she, she might shoot you. You know what I'm saying? She might cut you. Yeah, it was easier to carry a knife around. <laughs> well, my, my friends don't fight when I do. Yeah, it's for real. And usually, depending on your neighborhood, you, you kind of have that friend. And so, I mean, you might not see a lot of domestic violence um, in that relationship if you have that friend that's down to fight. We don't want to have to fight the man, but we will. So I just pray that even if you're not the person that's going to be like a fighter, fight for them in another way. You know, figure out how to help them be bold enough to leave and keep them with you if you need to. Like, stay at my house. I, I used to watch these movies a lot as a kid. I know this probably sounds crazy, but I was really into Lifetime movies. And that was something that would frustrate me. It's like, why won't somebody just take them away? And I know we're learning based on this movie. We're learning that they don't always want to leave. But it's like, you just wish that somebody would say and, and just have the boldness to take them out of the hands of the abuser, whether it be a child being abused or the woman or man even in some cases being abused. Like somebody helpful, just take them out of it and let them know they can really stay with you. They can really come and you will really help them get out of this. It's not always going to a shelter. Sometimes it could be family or friends, but there's obviously several layers to that. And it, it, that's one reason why I was grateful to be Tiffany. I really, really was Tiffany was rooting for her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, and, <laughs> I want to, in the ending, I, I mean, I, that was something, I, I know you guys should talk about this part, but even the way the end happened, and you know, she cocked the gun, and went, I would love, can you guys share? Is that something you could tell on how, what you planned on doing with the ending? Uh, no, we cannot. <laughs> it gives a movie. <laughs> Y'all, okay, yeah, because that's right. After the movie comes out, then those interviews. I guess yeah, those are the ones you like to say. Yeah. It's so good. So be ready to watch the movie. Okay. Yeah. We'll be in a lot of platforms yeah. in March. March is going to be a big month. Well, I definitely can see this on like ET Lifetime. So congrats on that alone. Just being able to see it there. It's like, 
Hold up. I was a whole day too. Yeah, going going to this accomplishment eight days. I need I need to hear this because it made me look at myself like yo, I'm being nice. No. I got all these contacts. I'm trying to film, text me. They still sitting on myself for like two years, and you guys did it in eight days. So thanks for making me feel like. No, it's low key like it's insanity. You know, mm-hmm. even try to like attempt something like that, you know, but that's kind of like in the mindset that you have to be if you want to like be. So, yeah, eight days. Eight it days? was aggressive. It was aggressive. It was crazy. Um, I mean, we shot during, I mean, COVID was right here. That was like, like the, 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 the heat of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so just, you know, this is a, a union project. So just dealing with SAG after and COVID in the middle of COVID COVID is like, so we have to be sure that we have a COVID, what was it COVID? um, The COVID uh, compliance officer. So making sure that everyone was doing their tests, everybody was getting temperature. Like there's things that, you know, we, we had a situation, like not a situation, but we, we, we couldn't test on time and our tests came like right when we were shooting. We were like, you know, we're coming. Just fires after fires. I was just saying, putting out fires after fire. We were just waiting for this. We started shooting and they came back and they were negative. So we were all good. But (laughs) but things happen. Like you're in the middle of everything is planned and your test results are not bad. And you're just like, let's shoot. (laughs) You know, like dealing with all this different aspect, you shoot out of sequence. So we were shooting location. We're not shooting, oh, this this moment, the scenes, let's just shoot. The scheduling of all of that. All of that was crazy. Like the fact that we did not miss a shot is, I'm amazed. I will say though, even with like the prep that you guys plan, because we did table reads, Kenneth wasn't in LA. I think that's something else that you guys should really be excited Mm -hmm. about as as the castmate and, uh, you know, as talent to just, know that okay all I need to do is come in and know my lines and it was just like I wanted to make sure I knew my stuff because of what you just said eight days people coming from out of town during COVID you just have to be on yourself so I wanted to shout out the, the these two lead characters who not only were you physically going in but like to be on a book to be ready to roll in the middle of COVID and to watch it all come to pass I'm just as blown away as you are I was saying the same thing like woo you know you gotta get your life together when somebody pulls something like this off so yeah it's that kind of incredible to me to work with y'all just to backpack off of that like that's that's how it was for me just coming here from out of town seeing how everybody seems so prepared and, and, and just ready and diligent about the work and was just so ready on the day we only got eight days to shoot just to see everybody just it was it was inspiring to see and we really got it done. We learned to be resourceful and we learned to like which which ways are the most efficient, like because we don't we don't have much time to waste. I'll tell you we gotta shoot everything here for three days and leave everything here and be here on time. So you just learn to be resourceful. You learn how to like uh finesse the budget to like okay we only got this much to work with so how can we get something for the low or for free or whatever? Yeah. Like you, you figure it out. Like the hustle is really like the hustle. Yeah. Get a good first AD. Okay. Mm. You need a good first AD. You need 
and we had a great one. You know, so I, I'm just, we need someone to just keep you on track. It's the time. It's when like, they say time is money, this is the thing. And, like, <laughs> and, and, and something like pre-production, people don't realize, like, if you just prepare for production, then you don't have to be preparing during production. It sounds simple, but not everyone does it. Yeah, it, it mad, when you're doing, like, independent projects, Pre-production will save your life because we don't have time, we don't have money. So realistically, we just need to be ready not to be solving issues that should be solved prior during production. How long was this film, like, not how long was this film, but from when the idea came about to do the film, so when you got to eight days, what was that time frame? Like, was that a year, two years, what? Three years. Three years. Years. Three years from when we first wrote the project to when we actually like so today. And then we were supposed, we started shooting. And we were supposed yeah. to shoot we shot it this year, twenty twenty one. It was supposed to be shot twenty twenty and then November and then October and then December and then push, 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 push. Uh but I feel like everything works out the way that it needs to work out because um we mentioned that we every actor that we try to get they were not having it. Like male actors that were like, no, you know, I don't know what the Me Too movement had to do with. They didn't want to take the role, but they were like, they don't want to get canceled. <laughs> no, I, think, I think after we got so many no's, that's kind of when it kind of died down because we we were we were like we wrote it and then we were like trying to cast it and then we weren't getting the people that we wanted. So then it just kind of it sat for like a year and then she calls me out of the blue. She's like, hey, remember that thing we wrote? Like, let's do it again. Okay. Then we rewrite it. Then we rewrite it. We add more pages, and then we get the, the, the perfect people. So did you guys pick Ken for the role, or was he the only one that said yes? No. We had two. We had two people. No, um, Carol brought two, and then you had brought two. Yeah, but my two were just not having it either. <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, Miss Carol, our other producer, she she sent me two guys, which it was Kenneth and someone else that I'm not going to mention, um, and they were both, they fit the part, and uh, and then I looked at his work and I looked at the other guy's work and I was just like, I want him, and uh, and then I was like, Miss Carol, go, let's <laughs> 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 find out what was going on, and you know. Uh, I don't think his manager wanted him to like really jump on it. Ooh, not at oh, first. Like, not at first. Let's talk about that now. Oh, we, we have to. It's a little bit. Yeah, we need that. We need that. It was. It's, I mean, it's, it's respectfully some some hesitation when you when you read about a character like this. But um, it's imagine you know, I guess as a male, just beating on women like nobody wants to you know seem to have that other than Bill. But um. You know, there was talk about like the Me Too, and it's funny y'all saying that because I was actually mentioning like the whole oh, Me Too, the Me Too response. But you know, no, that's that does, that's not something that bothers me. You know, I invite anybody to get to know me, who I am as an individual. So if you just understand that that's a character that I'm portraying, who's based on a real person, you know I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the chance to know I'm not like that. So that's that's that didn't bother me. That's definitely going to open up a lot of doors for you because being that yes. a lot of people won't take on that role and do flawless victory, you know, I mean, you know, seriously. Like, we, yeah. all, we all are human. We all got stories to tell. It's just like, why not? If you're able, why not? And that's what it is. It's storytelling. Yeah. That's what it is storytelling. Remember, 
people need to keep that line really, uh, you know, clear. Yeah. It's an actor. But at the same time, when he kills the role so good, oh, you yeah. hate him on, on scene. Yeah, that's what you want. Well, he, he did. He didn't hit. Yeah, no, yeah, sure. You want to I, I just, I don't know what you said earlier though. You said something about when you took the role. To me, what he just said, that was perfect. Like regardless of whoever thought it wasn't a good idea, the answer you gave, which I wish is not coming to me, but you were talking about telling that story and. I just, I know people are, I'm all for, fem, I'm a feminist, so like, duh. But it's like, I appreciate anybody that want to tell a passion. This is a hard project. It, it confuses me as an artist to understand why that would be the reason that you don't take it. You know, I don't get that. Mm-hmm. I actually, it kind of, the exact opposite would be my heart if, I, if I'm, if i not to disrespect anybody else as an artist, but as a true, true artist, I just go back to Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were Tina Turner anime boy like level like I was, the role he played as Ike Turner, I don't know that it got any more, oh my God, to see something on screen than him and Angela Bassett. And I, I mean, you know, I'm not calling you Lawrence Lawrence, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I feel like you yeah. were in that realm if, if you need to take that and receive it because Whoever didn't think it was a good idea to do, the, because you chose it, the range that you have, in my opinion, is insane. I mean, I know her range because I saw her work, but I saw, like, stick it to yours, Aww. and now I see you as <laughs> this man on screen and did something to tell a story that is a true story. If we just read the, the statistics of people who kill themselves after they kill the person they've been abusing all this time, it is so important. But a lot of times we don't want to see that stuff. That's why people are like, no, I ain't doing it. I don't want to see. Or we laugh. If they laugh at the Tiffany in the movie so much so that they don't have to pay attention to the fact that somebody is being abused and it was murdered. We don't want to face reality. That's why comedy is so popular. I'm just saying, even as a comedian, I still understand how we make people laugh to keep them crying. It's, it's, it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. 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 Someone also, we had somebody else in mind for the role of Lily. And her manager told her, told her not to play the role too. It just, and I'm like, I was like, okay. It just blows my mind. I feel like it's advocacy. Like, we get the opportunity to be an advocate for domestic violence victims in the form of film. I mean, you see it with child molestation. You see it with sex trafficking. There's all these different routes that we express ourselves through television and film. Like, what's the difference if, if if you're playing the role? The story has to be told because some people can't hear it unless they see it. So we can write it on paper all day long, but you won't receive it until you actually see it happen. That, that's what kind of blows my mind. So, again, kudos. Oh, and another point. So then we got Kenneth, and then our budget was a little temper. <laughs> so, so, we so we were supposed to shoot, I think, February, right? And then the budget was not complete. I was like, ooh, okay. All righty. So we, Miss Carol, can you go and talk no to, you know, Kenneth and his people? And I was like, and then it, it was moved like three times, and I was like, oh, sure. we're about to lose it. <laughs> and then I was like, I called him, I was like, hey, so I really want you to play this role. Can you please don't don't go away? <laughs> and he was he was really, he's like, I'm here. I'm here. So no, I, was, I was with him. When I said yes the first time, I was committed. So there was a way that we could find to, to work everything out. And we did. We made it happen. 
That's what's up. Okay, okay. Was it um was it uncomfortable, you know, during the, the love the love making scenes, you know, dealing with a married woman? I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's uncomfortable because honestly, I'm a professional, she's a professional, it's not really uncomfortable, but um you have to make sure the other person is is comfortable. Um and there's there was a lot of trust there. Like we had, we didn't again, we shot it in eight days, we didn't have a lot of time to get to know each other. That's a lot of space you cover between two people in a short amount of time. Um, but now we, we didn't have an intimacy coordinator. We yeah. coordinated ourselves. And, and, and it worked. Yeah, we went through simple beats like we talking through it with, with right. Brandon. We knew what we needed to hit each beat throughout the scene. So once we worked through that, we filled in the blanks. I mean, we, we're adults. We've, we've been in those situations. So. Yeah, just the, the type of film that this is, like the chemistry is like the most important thing because yeah. it's these two characters are in the whole movie. Like um, every scene is one, you know, one or both of them. So like we didn't have that many days, but we took advantage of the days that we had. Like kid came in maybe like two days early and we were there. Like as soon as he got there, we're rehearsing. We're just hanging out so that we could get to know each other and be familiar enough to be able to touch each other and not feel weird. So... I give kudos to them for just like bringing that chemistry to the set the first day because we didn't really have time to waste for it to be awkward mm-hmm. and and not be able to like get the delivery that we needed. So yeah, communication was, was important, you know. It was just it's two adults that are going to embark on very intimate scenes that we need to feel comfortable and they were scenes that we had to address and it was just like, okay, so if I'm doing this how will you hold me? You hold me here, you hold me there, you oh you hold me here. Okay, cool. Now I know that when this is happening, this is is it feels normal. Is we've been here. Like in that and that's how I worked it in my brain. Like we've been here. This is the type of relationship that we have. When he grabbed in the if you see the film, there's always uh there's a just a touch. Because Miriam is very his his. And that's what I that's the, that's what I told him. I was like is yours. She's yours. So you're always, there's always, he always has a hand on her. So that's a cool touch. And that's, that was the sense of belonging. So, you know, it made it work. Wow. Well said. That was, I mean, collectively, I mean, that was a very professional answer. That's awesome. So what's the plan? You mean, you got got the content, it's produced, done, clean, where's it going? When's the money coming in? I need two percent. These are the questions that everyone wants to know, and this is what you learn as a filmmaker, like in the industry, like the business side. And then we all want to be in the show business, but everyone knows about the show part of it, but no one knows about the business part of it, right? So, I mean, the first step is make the film, put it in the can. Now you have a product, right? And then. Now you gotta figure out how you're gonna shop it and market it and like get it. Guys, seen remember post production. Just remember post production is. Yeah. Pre and post. Pre and post is just out like. Well, you, we skipped over that step. Huh? We just went pre production, production. Okay, now we got it. We're going to sales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just keep that, keep your eye out for, you know, what? Keep a budget. Because once you produce and, and advice. I, if somebody tells you fix it in post, I was about to say that. 
don't, first of all, unless they're giving you the money to fix it in post, <laughs> do your job on the set. There we go. Do your yeah, job because you're messing with my funds now. Exactly. And now I have to fix in production, in post-production, what you did not do in production. Because you didn't do your job. And, and that's not like, and we had to, we faced a few of those issues and they were not even, sorry, and they were not even acceptable. So it's like, those are things that should have never happened that we had to fix post. And when you're fixing something that is going to cost you $5,000, you're like, oh, okay. Is this out of your budget or mine? And that's how, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an artist, but I'm a businesswoman and I don't like people messing with my money. For the people who are want to get into this business and you know they produce the content, they got it ready package. Now they don't know what to do, right? So who do they have to have in place to shop this around? Do you have your own connects? You just call and hey, Warner Brother, I got some content you want to see. Like, what is that process like? Um, yeah, you want to um, you, you want to get distribution. You want to get signed with a, a distributor. You want a, a distributor that can place it in different platforms. Ideally, you know. Uh, and that process getting is just contacting people, yeah. showing it to them. That's just another thing at that point. Contacting or people. And, and, and I would just also like to say network your network. network. If you know people that have already put projects out there, Which you job? might have to ask and say, I mean, everybody's not going to try to give you their plug. We already know that, unfortunately. But I say unfortunately because you see it in other communities, but you don't necessarily see it in our community. And I wish we did more um, because then we might be able to evolve a little more. But yeah. either way, if you know somebody, you just don't know. Shoot on, put it on Instagram, um, what's it, Facebook. Some Facebook people work YouTube. in these companies you would never even know. They might be working in the diversity department for whatever reason and not know the person that's working over. This, I just found that out recently and I'm like, oh, shoot, shoot, what do my people know? You just never know how things come out. So yeah, if you're running into like roadblocks getting distribution, like don't let that stop you. Kind of like you gotta. There's we come from we come from independent like we've been independent like content creators, so we know how how we can take advantage of what you can do on YouTube or how you can monetize if you want to just uh, have your own platform and send people there to subscribe to it or you know buy buy a subscription or ever excel. You know, yeah. um, but you have friends. Network with your friends, like. Um, so we were able, I believe I'm a big film festival individual. You know, I feel like you have to hit the market in every way you can. Don't be just, oh, it's this way or the highway. Film festivals will help you get distribution too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I say this, like we had a, a web series, Killer Bay, and I put it after it was released on a film festival. And a year after, uh, a distributor got in contact with us. We want to re-release it, uh, and they're like, "Oh, we're we'll giving you advance money." I was like, "Wait, advance money?" If you don't have no network to like get yeah. your own distribution, the festivals give you that outlet because because they're looking for content. The distributors, have, the distributors attend these festivals, so then they'll see it, see your project, and you know, it's yeah. like they did with her, and yeah. just and just. Man, just help your friends. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm gonna say. It's like we can all eat. Right. <laughs> like it's not like your film is not gonna overshadow the other film. Like help your friends because um, the distributor that we're going to go for uh, another love story was referred by a friend that I have. That he's a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He 
was like, I, I know where we put it. Let me just set you up. So he set up the meeting. He sat through the meeting. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, you know, the distributor was like, thank you for, for bringing this project. We're just really happy. They did really good for him. He got his money already like three times. I was like, oh, you got your budget three times. <laughs> Numbers. <laughs> so, yeah, help me. Like, if you, if you get an opportunity, pass it along. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you right back. Yeah. What was the budget for this film? I'm asking. Ninety something, a hundred. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, damn, I could like get some hundred. You want to get that back like three, four times? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 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 I wish you guys the best of luck. Anything I can do to help with my resources, let me know. You know I know we, we better know each other. We know each other a little bit, so it's like, whatever I can do to help, let me know. You guys have been great. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, and let the people know where they can see this movie. Oh, I mean, can you release that information that we talked about? No, because it has not been released we'll make to us. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, let the people know where they can follow you. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, the Kenneth. The dot Kenneth Wayne. La Black Latina, LA Black Latina. And I'm Girl Talk with J Marie. So G Y R L. Girl Talk with J Marie. And I am, I am B more. <laughs> I am, am B more. That's what's up. Girl Talk. Ah, you the young show, girl. She got her. She got her. That is my podcast, Girl Talk with J Marie. So we have an episode about this as well. So y'all go, y'all make sure y'all keep your eyes out on all these people because everybody doing something. But another love story. We said it times ten now. Yeah. This has been another episode of Sneakers for Billionaires, the podcast. Make sure you follow these guys. Make sure you watch this movie when the announcement comes out. I'm excited for you guys. I, I can't wait. I saw the film and yeah, I'm super impressed. So great job. Stay tuned for another episode to come. Thank you for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Make sure you copy some of that good old Stevens for Billionaire merch. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thank you for watching. Have a good night. I want to be a billionaire, I ain't getting no sleep, till I see a milli every week I want to be a billionaire, I ain't getting no sleep, till I see a billy every week I want to be a billionaire, billionaire, I want to be a billionaire Billionaire, I want to be a billionaire, I ain't getting no sleep, till I see a billy every week I ain't gonna make a friend, I just can't handle business Had too many dreams